is great for us to experience God's unconditional love. And what we do right now at this portion of the service is usually we teach through a portion of, of God's word through scripture. Uh, we do this in the form of a series. This series that we're in, if you're just joining us or just tuning in online, is a little bit different. It's uh, called I've Got a Story for You. Uh, what we are doing this whole year is we are teaching through the Gospel of John, the book of John. It's a biography of Jesus. Uh, and in this particular series, we are looking at people who actually experience Jesus personally. We're reading their stories from Scripture. But we are also hearing from a South Pointer who has experienced Jesus uh, herself or himself. Uh, so what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to uh, read a portion of Scripture uh, and then... Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, who is sharing their story today, and we're going to do this in an interview form today, mix it up a little bit. So uh, right now I'm reading the story of John the Baptist. Last week we also read the, John, uh, the story of John the Baptist from chapter 1. His story is actually in this book twice, uh, so we see this in chapter 3 as well. Uh, so chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 22, and uh, just my encouragement, I say this almost every week it seems like, we read a lot of verses all at once. Don't zone out when we read Scripture. Listen to the Scripture. Follow along on the screen or on your Bible, in your Bible as well. So starting in verse 22. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out to the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now, John, talking about John the Baptist, also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing, and everyone is going to him. Of course, he's referring to the person of Jesus. Now, to this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I'm not the Messiah, and am sent Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> Sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. And John, when he's referring to Jesus, says this. He says, that joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. And the one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts this testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Well, John tells his story. Now, if you know a little bit about John, John the Baptist's background, he actually grew up in a very religious uh, setting, uh, away from many people in the nation of Israel, in this place called the Qumran community. Uh, so I thought it would be appropriate then to have someone who really grew up knowing Jesus uh, basically their whole life, Come and share their story. So I'm going to ask uh, Miss Becky to come forward, and let's give Miss Be Becky a warm South Point welcome. I call her Miss Becky because she serves with the kids and is so passionate about serving over here with South Point kids, and uh, that's how 
we know her around our house. So welcome, Miss Becky. Good morning. <laughs> That's my favorite name. Well, thanks for coming up here. And uh, we, Miss Becky and I, we could talk uh, about basketball because she played in college, and I'm a huge basketball fan, if you know that, but we won't start there. So, um, so you, you really grew up knowing Jesus most of your life. And when you were telling me your story, um, one, of the, one of the ways that you like, introduced your childhood was by the, using the word idyllic. And, uh, and so just, just introduce a little bit about how you grew up, your parents, how you came to know Jesus, even from an early age. Yeah, I was pretty fortunate. I probably didn't think it at the time, but uh, looking back, it was an idyllic childhood where um, my parents are very godly parents. I had godly grandparents. Um, and my father and my parents were actually missionaries um, working for Camps Crusade for Christ. So I was surrounded always by people who really had a passion for Jesus. Um, my father was actually ordained, but he never had a church. So he went to seminary. Uh, we read the Bible together. Uh, as a family every night, and then talked about what it meant. And uh, one night, my mom said, before we read, she said, well, we have something to celebrate. But the Bible says that even the angels are celebrating about this. Wow, what, what, what could this be, I thought. She said, David, that's my older brother, has Jesus in his heart today. And as she was going on about this, I, I was like, well, how come I can't ask Jesus in my heart? <laughs> and uh, my parents looked at me and said, yes, you can. The, the Bible says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Anyone who opens the door, he'll come in. Uh, well, I want to open that door, I said. So they led me in a prayer, went something like this. Um, Dear Jesus, I love you. Thank you for dying for my sins. And I open the door of my heart. I ask you to come in and make you and make me be the person you want me to be. Um, and later that night after, you know, our, our devotional time, my mom was tucking me in. I was so, so, so happy. I couldn't even articulate how happy I was. And my mom, I was trying to explain it to her, and she said, Becky, that's the joy of Jesus. And don't ever let Satan take that away. I was only five, and I remember it so vividly. My mother was very wise. It's amazing uh, to, to know that joy early on. And, and uh, when, we, when Becky and I were talking through this, I said, you know, I, my guess is there's probably going to be a, several people listening who say, well, that, that was really cool. Uh, but that's different from how... How, how probably most of us uh, grew up. I think it's, it's so special when you can see the, the joy, experience that joy. Um, and uh, to me, the beauty of the gospel, the, the good news of Jesus is that, you know, you can, someone can spend their whole life studying this, this whole book, all the ins and outs of this, of the details. But the basic message a child can understand. And, uh, and so I, I think that's so cool that you were able to understand that uh, from an early age. Now, 
kind of fast forward, I know you had a lot of uh, a lot a lot of story. Obviously, we all do trying to capture a life story in just a few minutes is not always easy. And 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 like I said, Becky and I could talk about sports and basketball and college sports and whatnot. Uh, but but kind of fast forward part of your story. Uh, because even though you experience the joy of Jesus early, your life has not just been always easy. So I don't know if you want to share about a time yeah. that it was, it was not necessarily easy. Yeah, so, you know, I, I do look back now and realize, you know, of course, like I said, at the time I didn't realize how idyllic my life was as a child. Um, I was surrounded by so many godly people. I probably knew more about the Bible by the time I was 15 than most people know their whole life, but that was knowledge, and I, and I had faith, and I had Jesus, and, um, you know, there were things going on in my life, but uh, I was very blessed, and I was um, through, you know, my, my degree was in sports medicine, but through a, a series of circumstances, I found myself in high tech while high, te high tech was exploding, and I was actually getting to travel around the world uh, by the age of 26, I was traveling with VPs to, you know, Hawaii and Rio and Sydney. And I, I was living this very glamorous lifestyle that I had never really planned on. And, um, you know, I was grateful for it. But uh, I really just wanted a husband. And I looked and saw all these people around me who were traveling and cheating on their spouses. And, and I just wanted... A husband who loved me. I just wanted a husband. Um, and up until that point, Becky kind of got what Becky kind of wanted. And <laughs> I got a husband. <laughs> I even met him at church, and therefore I was quite sure this was God's plan. And um, a lot of people warned me. There were some red flags, and I just pushed on because this is what Becky wanted, and Becky was used to getting what Becky wanted. And uh, things weren't good. And then they went from bad to worse. I was living in a cyclone of abuse, but was in absolute denial. I had never seen this behavior I had never understood it. I never knew much about it, except for people who got abused must be stupid. I wasn't stupid, so I wasn't getting abused. Um, that was the kind of denial I was in um, until one day I wasn't. <laughs> Things fell apart. The marriage ended. I had two children. Uh, I was my whole orientation in life was shattered. Um, collapsed on the kitchen floor one night, and my vision in my head was, my life was this big, beautiful plate glass window that just dropped on the floor, shattered in a million pieces. Could never be put back together again. There was even blood running through it. And that vision reminded me of the blood of Jesus. And um, at that minute, I just knew that I needed Jesus in my grown-up life in a different way 
than I had Jesus when I was a child. See, I, I knew about him. I believed in him. But I didn't need him as a child. My life was maybe too good. I didn't feel the need. And at that moment in my life, I knew I needed Jesus. Thank you for sharing that. I know it's not easy and took a lot of courage uh, to share. Uh, it, and, and to me, I am always appreciative of your, your story and um, the joy that you have in Jesus now uh, because that was all before I had personally known you. Um, and now I see someone who, even though you've known Jesus for your whole life, someone who, what I would, how I would describe Becky as someone who hasn't gotten over the joy of Jesus. Yeah, I think, you know, as a child, I had that innocent, pure joy. And then as an adult, as, as ugly as some of the things have happened to me are, I see God is so gracious in allowing me to need him instead of just know about him. And as I've gotten older, I look back and I realize I didn't really need Jesus for much when I was little. As I age, I know I need him. And as I had to move through that chapter in my life, as difficult as it was, um, I had to put Jesus first. I, I just learned that I had to put Jesus first. And when I did, he didn't fail me. He never failed me. I may have failed him. He never failed me. He was always there for me, and the joy returned. And somehow I realized, you know, I, I love my kids, but I'm not sure I loved Jesus when I was younger. I knew him. I believed in him. But now I love him. I love him. And he's mine. And I'm his. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Becky has much more knowledge and wisdom she can share with, with all of you. So you can make sure you, you come up and, and uh, encourage her and introduce yourself if you don't know her uh, uh, today. And uh, Becky, I'm going to, to say a prayer, but I just want to say thanks so much uh, for sharing. And what we're going to do right now, we're going to have one more song, um, and, and, uh, and Dustin's going to introduce some kind of instructions for, for the rest of us here during this, this final song. So I'm going to say a prayer and uh, praise God for this, this joy that we have. Uh, Father God, we, we look at our lives, and, and quite honestly, they go uh, very, very quickly. Um, I praise you that we can understand uh, the basics of your message as a child, understand that we, uh, that we can have you in our life, um, that we need you, uh, and yet uh, through the moments and through the seasons of life, uh, through the circumstances and through the situations, uh, that you can reawaken or awaken our need for you and also the joy that we find in you. 
we praise you that you are a God like this. That you are a God who welcomes us. A God who wants us. And uh, we offer our praise to you. We say this is our joy and it is now complete because we have found you, Jesus. We thank you for pursuing us. Even when we have not pursued you and we love you, we praise you. And Jesus, it's in your name I pray. Amen.